Welcome back to the I'm Book Podcast. I'm April O'Leary and I'm excited and I hope you are too because we have the Allegra Cook on today who is a ghostwriter and copy editor. She is experienced to capture your brilliant ideas and skillfully weave them into your next best-selling book. Her interview-driven approach pairs your unique story with compelling, actionable business insights so your book can level up your credibility, unlock leadership opportunities, and attract your audience. So in addition to book ghostwriting, Allegra can help you crystallize your website copy, market your book, and establish your online presence. She is amazing. She works with us here at O'Leary Publishing on our ghostwriting, our website copy editing, and more. So let's hop on in and hear what Allegra has to share about working with a ghostwriter and how you can get your book written and published this year, even if you don't have the time or the skill to write it. Let's get started. But before we get into the episode, I want to encourage you to stop by O'LearyPublishing.com where you can take our author adventure quiz because knowing how to market a book can't happen unless you have a book. So let's get you on the path to authorship today. You can take our author adventure quiz for free at O'LearyPublishing.com and you can speak with me personally by scheduling a publishing consultation and there might be a special surprise for you at the end of the quiz. Let's jump on in. Welcome back to the I'm Book Podcast. I'm April O'Leary, the founder of O'Leary Publishing, and I'm so excited because today we have someone on who we've never had someone that has this unique, special skill set. Her name's Allegra Cook. She's a ghostwriter extraordinaire, and we're going to talk all about ghostwriting today and what it's like how she works with her authors and what she does, how she's gotten into it. Everything you want to know about ghostwriting is going to be in this episode right now. So welcome to the show, Allegra. Thank you so much, April. I'm so grateful to be here. Well, I am so excited to have you. Allegra and I actually connected on LinkedIn, surprisingly. Um, She reached out and we had a Zoom call and just connected right away. And we've worked on projects together. She's now part of the O'Leary Publishing team. She works with our authors on helping write marketing copy and website copy. And she's a book uh, ghostwriter as well. So let's talk about you as a ghostwriter, because I'm sure people are wondering, like, how does someone even become a ghostwriter? Like, how can you write on behalf of somebody else? So what? how did you even get started with ghostwriting? I know. I think that, you know, ghostwriting and the other ghostwriters and copywriters I talk to, they all, they always just kind of fell into it in kind of a back way. It's not something we really grow up learning about how to become. So my story is a little bit like that. I actually started out as a copywriter. Um, I was a freelance copywriter working with, you know, businesses and entrepreneurs. And one of the, so essentially as a copywriter, I was doing more of, you know, kind of online marketing, things like blog articles and LinkedIn content and things like that. Um, And actually one of my clients who was an entrepreneur who kind of was selling his coaching services and himself as a, a speaker he really wanted to be able to take his brand to the next level um, in terms of, you know, his authority and his revenue. 
And he recognized that a book is, you know, such a great way to do that. It really opens the door to so many opportunities. Um, and because I already worked with him, it just kind of worked out that I was able to help him with that project. So that was the first, you know, book that I ever wrote for someone else. And it really just opened up this amazing world to me. And, you know, I had been writing for my clients in the past, but I just loved the way that working with someone on their book is just a way to get even deeper into that person's story and how they work and how to bring that all to life within the context of, you know, their business and insights. So I really found myself enjoying the process and was able to, you know, get my foot in the door of that world. It's a big world where a lot of projects come through referrals and things like that. So I was lucky to kind of get started that way. I love that. You know, it's interesting as an entrepreneur myself, we think about like getting that first client or saying yes to that first project. That's a little different than a project you've done before. We recently did a children's picture book and we have never done a children's picture book. I've always referred that business out. I have another children's publisher that um, does good work. And this particular author really wanted to work with us. And so I said, well, if you're willing to take the ride with us, you know, we can definitely execute it. And it came out great, but it was like, she had to take the chance on us and we had to take the chance on ourselves. And how did you feel when you had this client who you were working with, who said, no, I want you to go write a book for me. <laughs> that, that's a great point. And I think especially in the early years of my business, and I still do this, but I kind of had this rule with myself of just saying yes to opportunities that really felt like they were going to light me up, even if they were really scary, even if I didn't know how to exactly how to do them yet, and just kind of trusting myself to be able to figure out along the way. And I, I really, that's one of the things that I love about entrepreneurship, because in general, there's so many things that we're figuring out on our own on a very regular basis. And you kind of build this self-trust with yourself. Like I will figure out how to do this to the best of my ability. And because I had already, you know, had all this experience and background in writing, I felt like, okay, I have a good foundation. Now let's figure out how to take that to the next level. And that really just looked like immersing myself in, you know, books and talking with, I was lucky to work with a few ghostwriting mentors that, you know, taught me all about their processes. So that first project was definitely a learning experience, but it does just make you so much better um, in the long run. You know, one of the things I really love about Allegra and her work is she's such a great communicator. And I think to be a good ghostwriter, you really have to be a great listener and a great communicator because I think most of what it is, is listening actively, right? And being able to get into that, the mind of what that writer is trying to say. And when we worked on our first project together, it was so fascinating watching her clarify and redefine and reiterate back to the author. Is this what you're trying to say? Is this the angle you want? Is this and so how did you learn some of those skills and what are some of those skills that if someone is thinking about, you know, I'm really not a writer or I don't have the time to write or I'm not interested in writing and they would like to interview ghostwriters, for example, what are some of those skills that a ghostwriter really needs to have and be sharp on? Um, like I just mentioned a couple, but I know there's so many more. 
Yeah, you you really hit the nail on the head about the interview process. I would say that my you know process is very deeply rooted around those interviews because we really need to get to the heart of you know the author's stories and who they are and what they do. But a lot of times those authors don't, they might not even know the questions to ask themselves to really bring out those stories. So I think a big strength that you can bring as a ghostwriter is even just knowing the right questions to ask and knowing when to dig deeper and knowing when a story is going to really marry itself well with a business, you know, insight. Um, and I use that example because a lot of the books that I do write are, you know, nonfiction business books that help entrepreneurs grow and expand, you know, their own business and services. So a lot of times what we'll do is try to, you know, each chapter that I write is, works as, you know, one full interview that I do with the author. And so for each one of those chapters, we try and pull out a business insight. And then I ask them questions about, you know, their personal anecdotes and stories so that we can find a story that really um, lends itself well to that chapter. Because, you know, what we know about readers is that they resonate so much more with stories than statistics and facts and all of that. So if we can find a way to tell that in, you know, a unique perspective from the author, I think that's where the really, you know, the magic happens of the book. I love that. And, and I think that Keeping that in mind, how do you maintain the author's voice? Because I know I I have a certain voice when I talk, you have a certain voice or a certain style. Some people are funnier, some people are more matter of fact. How do you keep their voice when telling their story? Right. And this is where it does help, you know, with the interviews that we do. We spend a lot of time together when I'm ghostwriting someone's book. So it's helpful to be able to kind of understand kind of how they talk and their punctuations that way. And then when it comes to tone in a book, it's really these subtle differences that you almost, you know, don't even define as the reader, but they just make these changes in their, in your mind. For example, you know, shorter, more succinct sentences go with someone who's a little bit more, you know, straight and to the point. And so those little nuances start to come in as we dive into the writing itself. And, you know, it just comes with a couple, a few years of practice of, you know, taking on different tones and voices with my clients and really just workshopping with them until we get the right fit. Um, a big part of my process is we, you know, look over the first chapter together before writing out the rest of the book. And that makes sure that they're very aligned with the tone and the direction. And that kind of sets the stage for the rest of the development. I love that. And so it sounds like you have a pretty solid process, which I think is important too. I've heard horror stories actually of people working with ghostwriters where it took years and they ended up with a 30,000 word book. And they did, you know, 50 hours worth of interviews. And, you know, I think it's just so unnecessary to be doing that level of uh, interview to get such a short work. So how are you able to really manage the personality of the author who might want more of your time, let's say, or who might not get to the point in their interview where they're kind of going off on rabbit trails and you know that you're not going to be able to use that how do you 
really structure the time so that it's the best use of time to get the most content so that everybody is on board and moving forward with the project and it doesn't become like this, you know, running around the same mountain for years. Right. And I think that this particular aspect of my services, the way that I am able to just manage the project, I think that really comes actually from my background in, I I started my career as an account executive um, at an advertising agency. So, so much of what I did there was communicating with clients, keeping projects on track, um, keeping all the different teams on track. So I think I'm able to really bring that strength into managing my projects now as, you know, an independent ghostwriter. Um, what I would say in terms of, you know, the meetings themselves, it really does come back to just making sure that I am leading the conversation and I am leading those questions. I think it's easy for, you know, people to get on the phone and just kind of open it up and say, okay, just start talking, tell me a story, and then it go on for hours. But I try to really keep it structured and ask them specific questions that are going to specifically relate to, you know, whatever topic or chapter we're talking about, um, and then really guide the conversation from there and, and make sure we're both, um, you know, aligning with what the next steps are. And if there's anything that they need to follow up with me on, they can. Um, but just keeping it organized like that, I find is beneficial for both parties, because like you said, otherwise, you know, these projects could go on for, for years <laughs> if we let them. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's interesting because when you and I first connected, we talked about book mapping and it's something that we do for our clients here. And it's something that as a ghostwriter, you've done as well. Um, which is really, for those of you listening who might have an idea for a book, but you don't really know how to get it like from A to Z, it's the process of really dumping all your ideas out in a very general format and then getting a table of contents put together. So at least you can see the framework of where you're going and with possibly some title options and who is the reader and that kind of thing. So when you work with an author and they're like, I have an idea or I have a business, like you said, business nonfiction, for example, um, how do you help them narrow down the idea and the target reader and then how that book will fit into the, the ecosystem of what they're trying to do with the book? That's exactly right. You know, just making sure you have this holistic picture before you even ever start writing the page is really important. So the process uh, you know, it kind of depends on where the person is at when they come to us. So if they already have a general idea of the topic that they want to do for their book, then the first stage is really, you know, flushing out that idea and figuring out what's important to them to include. So like you said, that usually includes a bit of uh, book, book mapping. So they'll kind of dump out the ideas that they have for the book, and I can come in and help them create a really firm outline from all of those kind of topics and pieces of content and we'll create a full outline for the whole book and that might evolve a little bit as we get into it and as we start you know figuring out where each of the stories fit and we might move it around a bit but starting out with that initial you know outline and plan really gives a full picture of how you know the story is going to arc how we're going to tie it all in together at the end um, and just really provides, you know, that direction that is so helpful. 
I love that. And I think so much of what you do, which I love, is getting agreement up front. Mm-hmm. Are we agreeing that this is the message? Or can we agree that these are the table of contents? Because I think even in the process of us working with authors who are writing their own books, there can be this feeling, it's almost like, a, am I heading in the wrong direction? Or, you know, I start writing and I'm, I'm halfway through and then I decide to totally throw out that idea and I've got a different book idea. And so have you had that happen before where you've had authors you're working with and they've agreed to something, but then all of a sudden midstream, it's like, no, 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 I want to start over again. This is not what it is. And how do you handle that if that's the case? Yeah, you bring up such a good point because I think, you know, sometimes as the the ghostwriter, it is kind of your job to help clients make those decisions. And I think it's hard to commit to one decision about your messaging or one decision about your book. And I completely understand that because, you know, we're multifaceted and we want to talk about all these different things. So I definitely think it's important to kind of push the author to really, you know, just get focused on that, on that one direction that they want to go in from the beginning Um, because it's going to give the entire project a lot more, you know, direction. And it hasn't happened to me in a full book, but it has happened with smaller projects like, you know, website copy, where going through the process kind of helps the, uh, you know, the client understand that maybe they want to go in a little bit of a different direction with their messaging but they almost needed that process of seeing it come to life in order to know that they wanted to pivot a bit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when that happens, it's, it's just an element of making sure that we can keep the project still on time. We might have to push things back a little bit or change the scope a little bit, but I usually can be pretty flexible as long as, you know, they're also understanding that they're asking to change something um, that they had asked for. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the creative process I have found is not linear, even though it would be nice if it were in some ways. Like, let's not have a million ideas. Like, let's just focus on the one idea. Let's finish that one, you know, but midstream, it's like, oh, but I like that idea. And I like that. idea, And I understand that because I can be the same way. And so I do have some empathy um, with those feelings of like, but I also want to do this. And I also want to say that. So it's great that you have flexibility, but you also have structure. And I think both are necessary components of being able to work with an author, but also keep the project moving, which is amazing. I think that's essential to having a ghostwriter um, that you'll work with who can get you across the finish line is to ask some of these questions when you're interviewing a ghostwriter or when you're going to work with a publishing company who's going to provide ghostwriting is to find out what is the process of the ghostwriter. Because if they don't have a process and you're expected as the author to lead the conversation and to have the ideas and that they're just transcribing what you're saying, then you can end up with a very lengthy and very um, frustrating project. Would you say that's true? Yeah, definitely. I I think some of the most important things that you can look for are, you know, obviously, of course, you want to take a look at some of their writing samples, but even more than that, a a quality ghostwriter is so much more than a writer. There's someone who is a project manager who, like you said, is going to keep things really structured and moving and 
they're going to be the ones leading the project. Um, and also someone who is, who thinks like a strategist, you know, someone who knows how your book is going to fit into that ecosystem of your full, you know, business and marketing plan. And so when you're interviewing someone, you might want to ask them about, you know, how they could potentially help you market the book or how they can help you think about how that fits into your business offers and things like that. And if a ghostwriter can speak to those topics, it's a good sign that they're able to really help write a book that's going to take you where you want your business to go. I love that. So in your experience working with authors, you know, entrepreneurs who have businesses who want books to sort of grow their brand or expand what they're doing or maybe become public speakers or whatever, um, what do you what do you kind of feel are the, the biggest benefits to having a book? Even if you're, um, you know, not the one writing it, you know, you're, you're enlisting the help of a ghostwriter, which is a lot of times the best use of your time to work with somebody who has those skills and then keep your eye focused on your own business. But why should somebody have a book? Right. A book is such a powerful way to open doors in your business. And, you know, while it is something that is personal and is going to kind of tell a story that you want to share, it also has you know, a really firm strategy behind it and being able to help you grow your authority. Um, so people really view authors as, you know, subject matter experts. It just builds a ton of trust with your audience and it helps you become kind of that go-to person in your niche. Um, and the uh, book also works really well in terms of being a lead generation tool. So if you are, you know, an entrepreneur that has other kind of programs and maybe digital products that you want to be able to sell, a book is a great way to kind of get people aware of you and your values and then drive them to those other, you know, aspects of your business that are tied to your revenue. So it's a great way to kind of educate um, and drive leads that way. And exactly like you said, if if you're interested in, you know, getting more opportunities like getting on stages and being a speaker, having a book is a really great way to unlock those opportunities because it kind of acts as a business card of um, your message and what the value that you can bring to an audience. And so it's a great way to then start seeing those opportunities come to you more often. I love that. And, and the truth is that Perception is reality. I always say that because I think it's true, even though it seems a little bit um, smarmy is the word I'm coming up with. Is that even a real word? But, you know, like that, if you put your best foot forward, like they say, first impressions matter, right? There's a reason why. Mm -hmm. You show up to your first business meeting with somebody and you're wearing, you know, sweaty gym clothes and you didn't prepare, you don't know who they are, you didn't look up their website or you don't know, then they're not going to want to have a second meeting with you. They're not going to respect who you are, even if maybe you have some great things to offer or you have some business success. So, you know, I think that having a book, having a really sharp website, having really great videos, um, putting out regular content being an expert in your industry by means of having a book, it, it raises the, um, that flag of like, I am, you know, a step above my competition. And, and I, that really the book does create that elevated perception 
um, of reality. That's my opinion. Obviously, I'm a little biased as a book publisher. But before I was a book publisher, I was a life coach who wrote a book that helped me to grow my brand. So, you know, I, I have lived on that side of the street as well. Um, would you say you've seen that to be true for some of the authors you've worked with? I would, definitely. And I think, you know, one kind of understated benefit that people don't always talk about is just this idea that a book is a way to have your audience's full and complete attention. And especially in, you know, this world that we live in with so many notifications and emails and all of that, it's, it becomes hard to kind of cut through the noise if you're, you know, creating content, even just on your website and things. But the way I consume books are, you know, in the morning when my phone is on do not disturb before I've even opened up my computer. And so it's this amazing opportunity to have this full undivided attention from your audience. And that really helps them remember you and want to go, you know, look at what your other offers are and really just come back to you in their mind. And that's such a powerful aspect of them that I love in this digital age. And yeah, to, I mean, to answer your question, I've definitely seen the ways that cutting through and being able to reach your audience that way just really helps grow and expand your business as a whole. I love that. So, you know, I think we've covered so many bases with regards to ghostwriting and how someone who's maybe busy growing their business can enlist the help of a ghostwriter to get their book written, you know, how to know who would be a good ghostwriter based on their processes and to ask those questions in advance to really figure out why having a book would help impact your brand. You know, I always think it's not about book sales, it's about opportunities gained. Um, and I think that's really crucial to think about what opportunities could be gained because I have a book. Could I get paid speaking gigs? Would I be invited as conference keynote? Would I be able to um, sell it to colleges or universities or schools or, you know, open those doors? And so I think it's important to think those things through. But in regards with ghostwriting, and you talked about really helping your clients to think all the way through the marketing and even the genre of the book and competitive titles and things like that. What are some of the things that you think a person who is considering writing a book and launching it need to do to prepare for their book launch? I would say the best thing is to really build your audience before you are even ready to launch to them. I think a lot of you know, authors will get to the point where they're ready to publish their book. And then that's when they start to think about, okay, how should I start, you know, building my visibility online and growing an email list that I can sell this book to. But if you ask those questions further in advance, then your book launch is going to be even more successful. So what that can look like is really just starting with your online presence and choosing a platform you know, whichever one resonates with you, I do. Personally, I really enjoy LinkedIn and I find it's a natural place where I have um, started enjoying to kind of grow my online presence and talk to my audience. So choosing a platform like that, where you are kind of growing that following and then ideally sending people into an email list, that is a really great first step if you're thinking about how to just get started with your marketing how to eventually have an audience that would be interested in buying your book. Um, having that email list is a really 
really powerful asset for both, you know, future book launches and also for selling the other programs and digital products that you might want to create in, in your future, because it gives you that place to really reach them and nurture them and, and sell to them eventually. I love that. And, you know, I think the thing is that, like you said, there's, there's no, no time to waste in building the connections that you have online. You don't necessarily need hundreds of thousands of connections because the ripple effect can always happen where one person can share your book with another person. I still believe I'm old school and I don't think this is totally old school, but I still think word of mouth is some of the best ways to grow a business and to also grow your readership. A book that is worthy of word of mouth recommendations is huge. If you think about maybe the last 10 books you bought, why did you buy them? Was it because you listened to a podcast that recommended the book or a friend said, you got to read this book or you saw someone post it on social media? It's like those kinds of things where um, we trust other people in our warm network. So if Allegra said to me, you have to read this book, this is the best business book ever, I would probably buy it right now because she said so. And um, so to me, starting to build your warm network just means connecting on LinkedIn, posting things, commenting on other people's things, I think is so important um, to do. Yeah, I agree. With that. And so, I, Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I feel like you've done such an incredible job with that and just building your network and community, even just in your local community down in Florida. I know that you've met so many, you know, different authors and, you know, people who are growing their businesses. And it seems like it is a really tight knit world that a lot of, you know, referrals come out of those genuine business connections. So I feel like you're a great example of that. Well, I think, I think we both run in the same circles on LinkedIn and it's nice to, you know, for me, LinkedIn is such a great place to learn. Um, when you are kind of surrounded by the same like-minded people on that network, um, you see posts like Allegra's always sharing great posts that have thought-provoking content and questions and conversations in the comments. And um, it's a great way to learn from each other. And I think that's really what is so important about connecting on social media is not uh, selfies and necessarily what you might think people post on Facebook or even Instagram. I think LinkedIn is so much more um, robust in the sense that we're there because we want to help each other professionally. We have something to share that we feel could help people. And, you know, just like you and I connected on LinkedIn, it's like, you can see, okay, um, I can help this person in their business and they can help me. And so let's chat. And uh, I love that about LinkedIn. So if you're not on LinkedIn and you're listening to this, you have to absolutely get on there. And uh, I was just helping my 20 year old daughter last night. She's new to LinkedIn. She has like 15 connections. And I was sharing with her about how the ins and outs of what you do and don't post on there. So it's definitely like its own animal for sure. Um, but I love it. So I'm I'm so grateful for you and for you reaching out to me on LinkedIn and connecting and the work we've already gotten to do together with some of my authors and some of the future work that we're already planning on. Uh, we actually had our paths cross in South Beach, Miami a few weekends ago. We were at the Beyond Words Book Fest together, um, which was such a great colliding of universes. We had done remote work together um, and now we got to meet in person. So that was fantastic. Um, what would you say, you know, parting words for somebody who is like 
a little gun shy, like they know they have a message, they know they want to write a book. They're a little worried about, you know, working with a ghostwriter or they just feel like they're not quite ready. How does somebody know now is the time? I need to just do it, you know, because there's always, it's like being on the high dive and you're like looking down at the pool and you're like, I want to go, my gut butterflies, but I'm not sure, you know, how do you like push them on the back and get them into the pool? <laughs> Definitely ties back to kind of what we were talking about earlier of just saying yes and trusting yourself to figure it out as you go. And I really believe that if you have that pull on your heart to tell your story and to get your message out there. It's such a distinct feeling. You, you can't miss it and you can't, it's not going to go away. You know, if you have that pull, it is really something that's asking you to kind of explore it. And I think almost no matter who you are, it's going to feel really scary to kind of take that step, especially when you're telling some element of your personal story. It's, it's hard to kind of be vulnerable and put ourselves out there and I would say just taking that first step of committing to it and saying, I'm going to do this, even though it's going to be scary. That's a great first step. And then finding, you know, the group of people that you really trust to help bring that to life. So whoever it is, just making sure that person is everything we were saying is, is, you know, organized and really understands the strategy of your business, really cares about your story. And you can tell that when you're talking with them. Um, just finding that partner that can help you just kind of come alongside you on that journey. And I love that April, you and I are able to kind of both play a role in that author's journey, me with helping them with their ghostwriting and you with helping them with the self-publishing. I think it's such a great way to come alongside that person and make it feel a lot more clear, a lot less scary and a lot more impactful in the end. I love that. Spoken like a ghostwriter. That was so eloquent. I wish I could repeat that. <laughs> you just said it so perfectly. And, you know, the, the good news is, is that having a book, anyone, if you know anyone in your network of friends or family that has written a book, they probably did not lock themselves in a closet and do it alone. Most people can't do that. And so it it's the thing I say is the biggest myth about writing a book is that you have to do it by yourself. You don't have to do it by yourself. You should not do it by yourself. Find the team of people that are going to help you. If you're not a great writer, you don't have the time, work with a ghostwriter. That's their skill. You know, if you are uh, not technologically savvy or you don't want to publish it on your own, find an independent publisher to help you. You know, there's all kinds of independent publishing companies out there. We're, we are one of them. Um, and I would say there's, it's just like buying a car, you know, you can buy a Toyota, you can buy a Bentley, you can buy a used car, you can buy a car with all the bells and whistles and publishing is no different. You can get anything that you want, depending on your budget and what you're looking for. So, you know, don't let any of those sort of peripheral items, uh, variables that you don't know deter you from telling the story. Like Allegra said, that, that gut feeling you have that's not going away maybe those difficult times in your life that you have gotten through and you know that other people are still struggling and you need to share your story. You went through that for a reason. And we believe that that's because we're all here to help others. And so if you can help others with your story, um, we believe you should. So do you have any parting words today now that I've gotten off of my soapbox? <laughs> you can step, up, step right up here and have it. 
No, I, I think we covered it. I think I just, you know, I'd love to just encourage whoever's listening. If you do feel like you have that story to share, just know that it it is worth sharing it. And just if it feels scary, keep in your mind the person who you think that your story is going to help. Just keep that person in your mind and do it for them. And that will kind of help you stay motivated even when you get afraid. I love that. And those fears will come, but there are those of us who are here that will help you along the way. So don't let fear stop you. There's, isn't there a book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway? I think that is a book title. I think Brene, well, Brene Brown talks a lot about fear. I don't know if that's the exact book you're talking about, but definitely. Yes. So you can't make any progress in life without feeling the fear and still doing it. And so if you're feeling the fear and you're listening to this and you're like, oh crap, now I know <laughs> that I have to do it. Um, we encourage you to do it. Now we say, you know, someday, you know, all of our days will be at the end. And when you look back on your life and you say, I wish I would have, you know, what are those things you wish you would have done? If, if one of those is, I wish I would have written that book then take the tack, you know, take the fear and do it anyways. Um, and you won't have those regrets in the future. So thank you, Allegra, for your time today and for being part of our team here at O'Leary Publishing and for all the excellent work you do. We're so appreciative of you. And um, thank you listeners for being part of the iBook podcast. Um, we wouldn't be here if we didn't have listeners. If we had no listeners, we would have no reason to record this. So um, we appreciate you as well. And for more about Allegra, where can they get in touch with you? So you can connect and follow me on LinkedIn. That's where I'm usually sharing lots of updates and tips about writing and entrepreneurship in general. And you can also find my bio on the O'Leary Publishing website. Well, thank you so much. And um, definitely connect with Allegra on LinkedIn. I will put her LinkedIn uh, link in the show notes so you can connect with her there. And uh, of course, check her out on the O'Leary Publishing website and be sure to take our author quiz um, and see if writing a book is ready, you know, something that you're ready to do for the 2024 season. All right, signing off. Thank you all for being part of the I'm Book Podcast and we'll be with you on another episode coming up very soon. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Take care. And that concludes another episode of the I'm Book Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I can't believe we are already at episode 81. I appreciate your continued commitment to listen to these episodes to learn more about what it takes to write, publish, and market your book. I hope that this has been helpful. And if it has, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Follow this podcast, share it with your friends. There's also a YouTube version where you can see us talking and we encourage you to watch that as well. So have an amazing day and thank you for being part of the I'm Book Podcast.